You're listening to What the History, a podcast where two nerds talk about some awesome, crazy, random stuff you probably don't remember learning about, but you're going to now. Hey, nerds. Welcome back to another episode of What the History. Uh, This is Casey and Sarah talking to you today about another badass babe. She's super cool. I have heard about her on maybe like a few other podcasts or like in random readings, but I never really knew much about her. She's super cool. She is also (laughs) in Pirates of the Caribbean, (laughs) but not actually. So like if you Google her name, it's going to come up as this like woman. But after doing the research, I realized how grossly wrong (laughs) I feel like Pirates was for her. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Like especially her age too. Like that was actually probably the more fascinating thing for me was how old she actually was doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. But of course, in Pirates, it had to be someone like Hollywood. Old. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but this week, we are talking about Ching Shi, who is the pirate queen of China in the 1800s, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe her. Yeah. Um, so Sarah's going to take us through the journey of piracy in in China. Uh-huh. In the 18th century and um talk to her you guys about like early life marriage and how did she get to become this pirate queen and uh i'm going to talk a little bit about her achievements and some crazy ass codes and it should be pretty bomb yeah let's do it Woo! so i had the bright idea i was like i'm gonna start with general like why are there pirates what are they doing so (laughs) i didn't get too far into it but just for like a little bit of backdrop Basically, there was, like, a bunch of pirates on the South China coast at this time. Mm -hmm. And it really started because in the late 1700s, the population started to increase a bunch. And so they started annexing a bunch of land. And it started to become, like, an economic crisis for a lot of farmers, particularly, because they started losing their land to this annexation. Mm. And so they kind of like tried to get other jobs, but couldn't. And so they ended up becoming pirates, basically. Because like, what else would you do? It's like, well, I've tried everything. Looks like I'm going to piracy. Yeah, they're on the coast. They're like, we'll just steal boats and stuff. It's like, Um, if you can't do teach, if you can't farm pirate. Like, yeah, (laughs) a lot of them actually came there with the goal of being like fishermen um, and doing maritime trade. But it was really heavily restricted and there was all this unrest and like all these different wars and battles and problems that were coming up. And so they had to look for other work. And And this was like a good time to be a pirate. Like this is when there was like the height of trade between major empires. On boats with all their stuff. Like it's a pretty common thing. Right. And so they all kind of turned to that. But it's still not like a chill life I guess being a pirate and doesn't seem like it (laughs) no and there's still a bunch of like not full-out wars but just like territory battles and all this type of thing at the time and so all the pirates ended up fleeing to Guangdang Guangdang oh I listened to this before and I don't remember how I said it I think it's Guangdang Guangdang yeah that's right it's funny because we've also talked about some of these places already Guangdang yeah Guangdong. Guangdong. I looked it Guang. up like two minutes ago and I've already <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> we uh, talked about this in Opium Wars too. Yeah. All of those places came up and it's around the same time frame too. So. Right. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, all the pirates 
fled to Guangdang and they ended up having their own turf wars there. So they kind of like escaped these other turf wars where they were all the pirates and right. they started fighting each other. But then they realized like, we're going to kill ourselves off if we yeah. keep doing this. That's and true. so they elect, not elected, but kind of chose six leaders. Actually, it was seven, but one of them like defected pretty quickly. So they ended up with like these six leaders who formed a major alliance of pirates. Okay. Um, and so they're out here in Guangdong kind of like leading these little pirate bands and working together. And they have kind of a balance of like, you know, if your ship gets this, our ship doesn't so that they aren't pirating each other as well. Right. I didn't know there were fleets of pirates. Like, I guess I never. Yeah. And I feel like whenever I don't know how many times we've seen pirates portrayed in media and shit, but like, I feel like there was never like any indication that there was like swarms of pirates that all worked for the same people. Right. But like, I, I always figured it was like a one off. Yeah. And I don't know how big they were. So some of them could have just been like a ship or two. Yeah. But some of them were pretty large and they did kind of agree to not take from each other. Yeah. And so it's like this little economy of pirates that's happening. That's awesome. I love that. So I love that journey for them. Same. So that's kind of my like pirate backdrop. But then we're going to go to, so we're going to go back to, to Guangdong and we're under the Qing dynasty. So like you said, kind of similar time frames to the mm-hmm. Opium Wars. And a person was born in... <laughs> Why did I say it like that? I was just going to say. I don't know. Only one person. I I didn't want to say her name because her name changes a bunch. And so I like stopped myself. Anyway. One person was born on this day. (laughs) So a baby girl named Shi Yang is Mm. born in, we think 1775, but some of the stuff I read said 1785. So I feel like. Which is very different. Very different. (laughs) I think it's 1775, but I did see a couple That's, different things. Yeah, I saw 1775 most frequently. Same. Um, so she's born Shi Yang during this time, and she spends most of her childhood as a prostitute, which is a sentence. <sighs> yeah. But so like that's literally kind of the most early life information we have. There's not really anything I could find on like her parents or growing up other than she was a prostitute. Yeah. On a floating brothel, which I was I like, saw this. What is this? And it turns out it's just a brothel on a boat. But it was actually done for a really weirdly specific reason. Like they started to, I, I don't know why <laughs> I went down the rabbit hole of Chinese brothels in no, the 1800s or it. whatever. But it was, too. it was like, it was supposedly supposed to like enhance the pleasure of the, right. um, what are they called? I guess customer. I don't really know what else to say. John, but like that doesn't seem like the right word, but like yeah. person who was paying for sex. So right. yeah, it was very like yeah. um I saw that because I assumed, I guess, putting like present day stuff on it, like that it was sort of a you know how you can have a casino on a boat because it's not technically in the state where yes. it's not allowed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was maybe like that where there wasn't like rules if you were on the water. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense, too. But I don't know if at the time there were even really rules about it. You know, I don't know what they were doing. I think the only I don't even know if it was a rule, but the only like normal thing I saw was that um, girls had to be, I think, at least 13. Like, I don't think they actually allowed anything younger. So typically it was like 
teenage how, girls. How progressive. Right. Wow. <laughs> so considerate. Yeah. Oh, you bled? Now you're a prostitute. Now you're good. Yes. Yeah. And I always but, feel, okay, this maybe is just me. Do you, I feel weird. I I almost want to say sex worker, but then I feel like that's not what she was because it feels. Yeah. I feel like at the time and the circumstance. Like prostitutes better. Yeah. And that's yeah. what like all the literature and stuff says. And Yeah. Cause sex worker, I think today is more like you are choosing. Yeah. I don't think she was time. particularly like empowered about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Though, so don't come at us. Yeah, we know. <laughs> don't email us. We are aware. <laughs> Though she was what multiple things called a, quote, well-regarded prostitute, which was basically just that, like, <laughs> she was known for being really smart and, like, sharp-witted and good at business. Okay. And so she was considered kind of this, like, anomaly amongst some of the, the women her age on this floating brothel. Right. And people kind of respected her in a different way. Um, and so they think that might be how she caught the eye of like some more prominent men mm-hmm. that they were there just for their their prostituting, but they were like, Oh, this girl is actually kind of impressive and like <laughs> smart and you can have a conversation shocking, with her. <laughs> right. Um, and she also something said she was known to trade in like confidential information. Ooh, that's As, cool. Yeah. So she was with these kind of more prominent men, and so they probably told her interesting things and she could trade it between them um but because men are stupid inherently right exactly (laughs) sorry for all the men who are listening (laughs) fine but then also i had to go down a rabbit hole where i thought a lot about finnick from the hunger games and got distracted wait who finnick from the hunger games it's been a very long time what does he do i'm gonna google him right now he's like the older victor um and he's like the really hot guy and so everyone thinks he's this like whore basically like he's in the capital having sex and dating all these people but then he admits that he's being sold like they're selling his body yes Um, oh yep i just googled a picture of him and i remember he trades in secrets yep 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 yeah and he's my favorite so i got just i had to get distracted for a little while (laughs) um but anyway so her life changes in 1801 she meets chang one who she meets because he comes to see her as a prostitute. It's not like a meet cute. And he's already like... <laughs> I don't know how many people were anticipating it being a meet cute. Well, I, I just said meet, but like... But I'm glad you clarified that yeah. it's not in fact a meet cute. Yes. So he is from an already really famous pirate family, right? So like one of the big ones, kind of. So it's like a mafia kind of situation. Yeah, and like they went back to the Ming Dynasty. Like it was a really well-established pirate lineage, basically. So sick. And so sources kind of differ. So some people say that he became really infatuated with her just because of kind of these things I mentioned where she's really smart and sharp and like knows what she's doing. Um, Some people say it was just a business move intended to kind of like consolidate power that he needed to marry. And she seemed like a good choice, right? But to her, it's definitely a business move. She is like, look, I will marry you, but I have conditions. And basically, I want a formal contract that grants me 50% of your fleet, of your profit, of everything. So she gets like a prenup, basically. Wow. And is like, I will marry you, but I want power. And he agrees to this, which kind of lends itself to either he's just like extremely in love slash lust, mm-hmm. or he really thought she would be like an asset to what they were doing. Yeah, like, what head was he thinking with? <laughs> exactly. But either way, he agrees to this, and they get married. Now, there's 
a lot of things say they adopted a son and like treated him as basically the sole heir. Yeah. Everything about her talks about them adopting this son. Everything you read about Chang One talks about him kidnapping the son. So, so either way, it was not their biological son. Not their biological son will become important. But either it was either so it was either we just stole this person yeah. or what I genuinely adopted. My best like piecing together is that he kidnapped this kid before they were married and so it was kind of her adopted son right like by that time he was basically the heir being treated as a son but right. he was kidnapped i don't know i found both and it like depended who you were reading about um do you know how much older her husband was than her i know that's probably a loaded question since it was probably much older but <laughs> yeah let me see i have a thing that says it so i could see it being like the son was closer like because she was young right early 20s yeah, she was in her early 20s at the time, like 26, I think. Okay. He um was born like 10 years before her, I think. Okay. So okay. he's not That's like not creepy older. Right. Just um, older. Yeah. But he has um Chung Po, who is this adopted son. Okay. They do have two other sons together, but it still talks about how Chung Po was treated as the sole heir which is so interesting because yeah. i feel like you would pick your biological, your biological kids son. or it would be like split between them and yeah maybe he's the oldest but they're all the heir especially because right. it's like a family business basically well that's what i mean i'm not saying that like again please don't come at me like adopted kids are not as important as biological children yeah, i literally mean like in this society i would think that the bloodline continuation is like exactly One, for like pirate in, lords in general even if you have like an adopted child and two biological children you aren't usually like and one of you gets everything <laughs> right like, unless no you're like no matter which really... one it is like right, right. if you have exactly. multiple children usually there's not a sole heir right it might be that the oldest is like first in line but right. either way so that was weird but i think they're basically like trading this kid up to take over okay and so as they're married like she participates fully in everything and at this time she's known as chang Wan shao which means like the wife of chang Wan. so her her name kind of changes at different points okay but so right now she's wife of chang Wan, which is very cool very identity <laughs> i am wife of eric i'm white right <laughs> And so he is, like, very successful. So he has a really good reputation. He ha has a lot of, like, strength in kind of naval work. And he knows what he's doing. And so he ends up getting some rivaling Cantonese pirate fleets that were out there into, like, a unified alliance. So he forms this big coalition with her help. And they unify all these small kind of independent group of pirates into a federation of 70,000 men and wow. 400 junk ships. So they split this out into six fleets. So kind of within their organization, they have six fleets and they organize them by color. So they have like a blue fleet, a red, green, black, white, and yellow. Which is like kind of boring. It is. I was like, I, when I read that it was like the red fleet or whatever, I was like, that's what you come up with? You're fucking right? pirates. You can't come up with something cooler. <laughs> like, I can't think of something like poison arrow or something. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I just named poison that off the arrow. top of my head. The yeah, poison arrow fleet. No, we're the red fleet. Like, ah. Uh. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry. I just no, felt I a lot of things it. when I was doing that research. I loved it. It just made me think of, like, Settlers of Catan or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Or like I get it if like you've run out of names and you're like, fuck yeah. it, let's do colors. But like that's your go-to. Like yeah. I do I do red, blue, yellow, green, and purple for my teams in school because I right. like don't need to deal with kids being like, can we name our team? And then they try to pull some shit over me that I don't know what it is, but I do know what it is. Right. But I you can't tell them I know what it is. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. 42069, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> It's my birthday. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Also, somebody does have that birthday. Yeah. Whoa. Holy shit. My mind just exploded. Listen, if you have, if your birthday is 4 20 please contact us. Please, contact, please email us. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, my God. But they, so, <laughs> if you remember, they met in 1801. I doubt they were, like, together that long before they got married. But by right. 1804, they basically have, like, one of the most powerful pirate fleets in all of China. Damn. And so that's when they're known as the Red Flag Fleet. That's kind Ooh. of, like, their name. At right. least Red is, like, probably the cooler of the options. Red's cool. It's, like, blood. Right. Exactly. So they're, like, doing really good in 1804. In 1807, Chang Wan is in Vietnam and he dies. And so he is 39 at the time. Most people think he like died because he fell overboard. There may have been a monsoon while he was out on the water. So kind of like an expected way you would die if you're out on a pirate ship. I was going to say, does this motherfucker not know how to swim that he fell overboard? But then if it's a monsoon, I feel like that's a little like It seems like there was weather conditions that could have contributed. Okay. I'll allow um, it. But of course, some people think she or the stepson killed him. Ooh. Right. And intrigued. I think, yeah, like there wasn't any good real evidence of that. It was too long ago, I think, for anyone to be like, and her fingerprints were here. But <laughs> um, but I it makes sense, right? She's guaranteed part of his fleet. The stepson's guaranteed part, I guess. Right, because she it. did get the like go ahead for 50%. Yeah. So technically the son would only inherit whatever was left of his father's inheritance. So 50%. Right. Okay, and so the, cool. hu- the husband dies and she is immediately like, cool, I'm in charge now. I love that. Um, this is also when she begins to be known as Ching Shi, which means widow of Chang. Jesus Christ. Come on. Yeah. So that's uh, where the name is coming from. She had a few other names. Like when she was a, a prostitute, there was a different name she went by and stuff like that. But. Ching Shi is what she'll use the rest of her life because she's his widow the rest of her life. Imagine having to like change your name as your relationship status changes. I mean, like I actually though. Yeah. Like not just your last name. Right. Cause like I could also choose to not change my last name if I right. want. Like I'm when I eventually publish the book I'm writing, I'm never going to put Werner. That's just because like Fitzgerald was the book it started under, you know? Yeah. Like, but I feel like I can't imagine having to go. To consistently change your fucking identity. Yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah, no. And then I'm do you dead. correct people? You're like, no, 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 sorry, he's dead. It's right. Ching now. Yeah. I go by Ching. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't work. know. I'm sorry. I'm digressing. Continue. No, you're 100% correct, though. You're doing great. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> no, you're 100% cor- I mean, no, it's like her name basically just changes depending on him for the rest right. of her life. Right. Um, well, then I always want, like, what would happen if she gets married again? Is she wife of whoever or is she still widow of or I don't know. Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that because women in China at that time were expected to live the rest of their lives as a widow. 
Oh, okay. So I guess that it was answers pretty that. uncommon for them to get remarried. I guess it was under extremely different circumstances, but yeah, no, I don't think that they could actually remarry. Okay, well that answers that part then. Yeah. Um, but so she decides she's in charge, and her husband's family is actually like, yeah, okay, cool. Like That's you've awesome. been doing a good job. He he has two really powerful nephews who have kind of started taking the helm. And I kind of get the impression that they probably could have been like, no, 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 give us all your votes. But they're like, no, you're good. And they helped her gain power and like publicly supported her, which helped. Right. Um, And she also earned the trust of a lot of other male like lieutenants and leaders by sharing power with them. So she because they had these alliances, she wasn't just like, nope, I'm in charge of everything. She like continued to work with them and that made them trust her more. Right, right. Um, So she continues doing, like, a great job. And so by 1809, which is two years after he dies, she commands over 800 ships and 800 large, like, junk ships and a thousand smaller ships. So that includes, like, 70,000 men and women in her crew. So she commands this entire red flag fleet and controls the seas of South China, basically. That's so sick. Um... And so while she's doing this, you know, the fleet would collect money. They would raid government camps and ships. They would go into like river towns in China or coastal villages, anywhere they could get to and extort them. And it just helped them like continue growing in power. They escaped every attempt by the government to get her under control. Um, (laughs) Like the government kept trying. There, There was one time when like they launched this big mission against them. And by the end of it, they took all the government ships. <laughs> the government yes, I kind of talked a little bit about that. Because the government was like so out of ships. Because they like, took them all. Yeah, yeah, I talked a little bit about that. Yeah, that and I great. thought that was so funny. I was like, good for you, honey. Yeah. Um. So she, well, I assume you'll, you'll talk about this. But like, basically, they just give up on yes. her. They're like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Um, the other weird note that I'm sure you'll talk some about is... She she wanted to, like, solidify the partnership with the adopted son, the heir, because they did have to share power in some way. Right. So first I just read, by entering into a sexual relationship. And I was like, wait, 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 what? A sexual relationship with who? What's happening? And then my next note is just like, oh, yep, it means that. Nope. Because I had to, like, check that that meant what it sounded like. But yeah. yeah, so like not long after the husband dies, she's like, well, we're both in charge now. So me and this adopted son should just have sex, I guess. Yeah. So there was like, okay, there were two interesting, I don't want to say weird because that sounds judgy. There were two interesting things happening in China at this time. Well, one was interesting. One was more related to Ching. So the one thing was that adult adoptions were common. Like, yes, that wasn't a weird thing to be like, you're my child now, although you are 24. You know what I mean? Which I personally think we should bring back because I would love to be adopted by somebody else. Like, not that I don't love my parents. And I know (laughs) you guys are listening. (laughs) Yeah, my dad listens and my my mom doesn't. But like, how cool would it be, though, dad, if like you didn't have to worry about me so much? Did someone really rich adopt me? Well, that's what I mean. You know what I like? And again, like, dad, you're, I'm not saying I don't want you to be my dad. And I'm, I'm really speaking to my dad here, everybody. So I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for this. But like, how fucking cool would it be to be like, uh, I'm going to be adopted by, I don't, I actually can't think of anybody. That I'd like to be, 
Bill fucking Gates. Because <laughs> you want someone really old and really rich. Right. Who, like, doesn't need their billions of dollars. Yeah. No, like, actually, I feel like I've read that Bill Gates kids, like, don't get shit. So maybe someone I else. think I've read the same thing, too. Yeah. Jeff yeah. So Bezos. some Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Yes. Adopt me. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> right. I will stop tweeting mean things about you. Yes, I will. I will probably still continue to buy shit from you because I am completely okay. reliant so on actually, you now. So I just looked up Bill Gates, like the kids' inheritance, and so it's like they're happy to not be inheriting their father's fortune. They will inherit just ten million dollars each, and that's like a small loan of a million dollars. Bullshit going on. Right, right and there. I understand like that is less than like one percent of what he has, right? Like compared is, to his money, that's not much. But I will take it. Uh, yes yes absolutely i will take one percent of that one percent actually i want to be adopted by the guy that just won the powerball by me which was like 1.2 billion dollars yes daddy right (laughs) (laughs) am i gonna have to cut this whole thing so my dad doesn't text me like why the fuck did you say you wanted to be adopted by jeff bezos or the powerball winner that i'll be like no it's nothing personal that is up to you but like also it'd be kind of cool to be adopted by a pirate i don't think i'd make it on the seas i don't know if i'd make it but it might be (laughs) kind of cool for like a weekend Like, they should have, like, weekend getaways where you're, like, a pirate. Is I, that not? No? I probably still wouldn't make it. I need a lot of, like, amenities. I think we could sell that on Shark Tank or not. <laughs> no, it's a full pirate experience where you are adopted onto the ship of a pirate for one weekend. And we just I go bet bankrupt. that exists. I'm it's got it. it. That exists. Pirate it's experience. Pirateexperience.com. Here we go. Oh, no. What does it say? So. <laughs> So of course, can, it's there's a campsite version. So the crew of thirty pirates cross a swamp on a log raft, ambushes yes. booties, plenty of meat on the barbecue, lots of rum in the cups, train with sabers, swords and guns, chop wood, eat with your. See now they've lost me. And then I guess that one gives you like clues, like you have a mission. Where did they lose you? Um, eat with your hands. swamp. No, they lost me. Well, actually, they lost me at tents everywhere. But <laughs> every it got worse from there. It sounds like a live-in escape room. Yes. There also is a sailing one. So you're on the main deck. You set sail. You eat pirate food, whatever that is. Um, Definitely nothing with, like, vitamin C or something. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. You location, to get build the campsite. Train with sabers. No. But, like, ooh, this one's in Amsterdam. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. But so there's... um. I guess this exists, pirate experiences. And I'm sure, and every one of these pictures is dressed the fuck up. And like pirate dressed up? Oh, yeah. Shit, that's awesome. Yeah. For my bachelorette party before 2020 happened, uh-huh. um, my maid of honor, Heather, was looking at a murder mystery weekend where you would go away to oh. a hotel and you'd have to solve a fucking murder. Oh my god, I want to do that. I know, it sounds so cool. And that's what this made me think of, but like a little bit more low key and mostly like. Well, no, I guess you could be drunk the whole time at the pirate experience. Oh, I'm sure you're drunk the whole time at the pirate experience. Like, you have to. How else could you get through it, truly? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's much cheaper than I expected. Is it? Yeah. I expected it to be like thousands of dollars. Yeah. How much is it? So the campsite one is 150 euros. Oh, what? Right? Oh, my God. 
Wait, wait, hold on though. It's a campsite. Like, why are you on a campsite? Is well, did pirates camp? Because there was two experiences. Remember, there was one where oh, you right, go to right. the camp and one where you go to the water. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's much cheaper than I thought. Yeah, that's like doable. Yeah. That sounds great. Maybe once Ooh, COVID is over, I'll go. There's a corporate events page. There's a corporate events page. Yes. Click on it for me, please. Oh, Just I'm like, on it. I'm on it. God. What does it look like? Does it look like Bond people in your like- team? <laughs> Sailing is a great tool to tune in people, root cooperation, establish trust. Doing it as a pirate is fun and unforgettable. <laughs> that sounds no. like some of like the office level shit. Like right? something Michael Scott would make everybody yes. fucking do. Wow. Well, listen. We're looking into starting like a full on Patreon, so maybe you can sponsor us to go to yeah. pirate camp. Perfect. I'm not going, but have fun. You can sponsor me to go to pirate camp, yeah. or I'll just tell her like, our honeymoon is officially canceled and we're going to pirate camp. Pirate camp instead. for your honeymoon. Perfect. Oh my god, they have an official store, so you can buy a pirate jacket, pirate shoes, pirate trousers, shirt. You can get your digital oil shirt, per- not a pirate shirt. Just it is pirate shirt. I just got tired of saying pirate. <laughs> You can get like your own pirate certificate and you can get oil paintings and drawings. There's got to be a market for this then. Oh, I'm sure. Wow. I'm sure there are people That's who really cool. love this shit. If you or someone you know has been to pirate camp, please contact us at <laughs> wthistorypodcast.gmail.com. Please. Or you can do a six hour reenactment workshop. Reenactment of what? Being a pirate. It says, join our crew and learn how to build a campsite, how to light a fire, how to handcraft pipes, and how to use savers. This just sounds like survival camp, but just yeah. like pirates. Right. Or LARPing. It's like LARPing. Oh, yeah. It's 100% LARPing. Pirate LARPing. Oh, this one's in New Jersey. Okay. What? <laughs> in Ocean City. This is, but this is just an hour long. It's not like for days. Oh, wait. I actually know exactly where that is. Okay. I possibly thought about doing that when I went on vacation a couple years ago with my family to Ocean City. I believe that. And nobody wanted to do it with me because they're like, uh, you're 25 years old, Casey. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> then I'll bring the seven-year-old. I don't care. I don't want to be a pirate. I want to be a pirate. My mom's like, this is just an example of your escapism for your anxiety. And I'm like, you're goddamn right it is, lady. Uh, yeah, shut up. <laughs> what asked you? That's literally what I need. Yeah, wow. Well. Okay. All right, everybody. We are going to look into Pirate Camp. Yep. PirateExperience.com. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she entered into a sexual relationship with Chung Po. Yep. I think that's where we, we ended off, right? Yeah, that's that's what I've got. All right, cool. So I'm going to talk a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to continue. We decided before we hit record... This is going to be a game time decision. So I'm going to keep going a little bit with her pirate career. And then I'm going to talk about her code of laws, which are bomb. Yes. Um, So under Ching's command, the pirate fleet pretty much established control over multiple villages along the coastline. And so I actually kind of did like, I didn't do math. I Googled. Um, I actually wanted to see the distance because they had control of markets, villages, and um, different like towns from Macau to Canton, which is the modern day Guangzhou. And it was about 107, 107 kilometers or 66 miles, which doesn't seem like a lot in today's standards. But back then, like that's a very large distance to be in control of, like along the coastline. And if you actually look up a map and maybe I'll add this to the notes to like add a map in here. Um, 
But like if you look at the distance, it is really all like just traveling up like rivers and bays, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, so there was one example of how in the village she had 80 men beheaded, um, abducted their women and children, and then held them for ransom. Um Wait, okay, and they- I have a question. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she takes like a wife and kids and then sends a ransom note to the person who's been beheaded? Not necessarily. So <laughs> you're not gonna get money that way. Right. Let's say there's 200 people in a village, 100 of which are men or whatever. Like, they would basically just behead a certain number to, like, leave enough alive to, like, tell the tale, basically. Yeah. And from what I saw, the women and children would be either um, held for ransom or sold into slavery. So, like, she wasn't super great, but, like... You know, she was, like, mildly problematic with certain things. Okay. But and I guess they, like, did ransom for the ones who still had people alive. Correct. Yeah. Like, okay. it wasn't necessarily just, like, husbands that were killed. Like, it could be, like, f- like fathers of women right. who okay. were killed and whatever. So, it wasn't really uncommon, actually, for a lot of people to be brought on board. And I'll kind of talk a little bit about that in her code of laws. But she had a really specific way of almost, like, l- recruiting people. I don't know. It was a little strange. So... In 1808, so at this point, she's like maybe in her 30s. Um, you mentioned this, that the Chinese government had tried to destroy her fleet. Um, and there was like a series of really fierce battles. But she and the group were totally able to pillage and take over almost all of the government ships. So much to the point, like you said, that the government had no ships left. Either they had been taken over or destroyed. And they had to revert back to using fishing vessels to yes. go after the fucking pirate queen. So. Oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Um, other pirate ships and other pirate fleets were actually a l- larger threat for her. So from what I found, it seemed that there was a, a decent amount of like pirate ships and fleets that were like okay with her as a woman being like the pirate leader. But there were just as many that really weren't or they right. saw this as an opportunity to like take over, like you said, like an overly powerful, really, really old like pirate mafia family. <laughs> so yeah, basically one enemy in particular was named. Oh my God. I can't believe I get to say this. Oh, pote. <laughs> okay. Or potato. So basically potato. it doesn't actually translate to potato, but if you look at the word, it's one T short of potato. Yes. Which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Oh, pote. Oh, pote. Potato. Was, um, actually previously allied with Qing and they eventually split apart um, and he began working with the Qing government. Sorry. Qing with a Q. Not right. It's Qing. very confusing. Very confusing. Read um, aloud. Right. Read aloud. Reading it, it makes sense. Reading yeah. it aloud makes no sense. Um, and actually, that was one of the only times that she and her fleet were forced to completely retreat from the coastline and kind of take a step back. Regardless of that, though, the red flag fleet under her rule was never f- actually defeated. So there were maybe like setbacks, maybe like, okay, we can't keep attacking, but she actually was able to even capture a, a lot of British ships. Um, one of which was the East India company ship that held Richard Glasspool, who was an officer on the ship. And he and seven other sailors were actually held captive, which is where we get a lot of our information for knowing about Ching um, okay. because Glasspool was like, he survived and he goes on to like write about his experience on being on a Chinese woman's pirate ship fleet, um, which is so fucking cool. And I'm mildly jealous of that. 
And yeah. Ching's fleet was also able to avoid British and Portuguese bounty hunters, which again were like pretty brutal, you know, like, and I didn't realize this until, like I said a little bit earlier, I didn't realize that there were fleets for fucking pirates, right? That it wasn't right. just like, you know, the one off or two ships or whatever. Like, like you said, there were hundreds of ships and thousands of people. Yeah, they were huge. Which is why one of the things she's most noted for, and this is a beautiful segue, I'm so proud of how we just did this, uh, was her code of laws. Oh, beautiful. So one of her big things that she kind of knew when she took over was making sure that she was able to unite her fleet. And the best way that she figured out how to do this was to enact a really, really strict code of laws. Yep, I read um, some of this. Yeah, so literally anything that you find about her, any resource, like if you were to go do your own research after listening to this, you will find stuff about her code of laws. Like they were so her thing. So it was super strict, super enforced, and it just makes her more badass, which is what I wrote. Yep. Uh, so here we go. <clears throat> Anyone giving their own orders, basically ones that didn't come from Ching, were beheaded on the spot. Like, just like, sorry, were you supposed to give orders? No? Okay. Like, Bye. fucking done. <laughs> Which is so cool. Um, I imagine that probably didn't happen as often. People probably learned fairly quickly. Hopefully. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. Anyone that disobeyed orders from a superior were also beheaded on the spot. So, like, not only could you be like, I don't want to swab the poop deck, be like, okay, well, I'm going to fucking cut your head off. Like, that was pretty much the, the attitude that they had with, like, anything in terms of obeying orders. Nobody could steal from any villagers that supplied the pirates or from the public fund. So, right. there were villages, from what I understood, and there's actually not a lot of information about this, but this is kind of, like, my understanding slash slash assumption is that there were some villages that worked with her to just mm -hmm. supply food and she would like pay them which is part of how she had them under her control so they weren't just about like pillaging it was almost like she had like a government within a government where yeah. it was like some type of like economic relationship between people which i thought is like fucking awesome yeah that makes um, sense right? like, we need stuff if you'll give it to us nicely we won't behead all of you Right, exactly. Yeah, like we won't raid you or we won't, you know, burn your village down, but we're going to enter into a trade relationship. Or sometimes it was also for protection, which I thought right. was really cool too. Like, yeah. give us some sheep and we'll protect you from whoever the fuck is going to come attack you for your sheep or something. Right. I don't know. I don't know a lot about sheep. Anyway. Sounds right. Um, Back to Settlers <laughs> of Catan. Sounds right. <laughs> um. Any and all goods taken as booty, LOL, had to be presented for the group inspection. Basically, let me see that booty. Yep. <laughs> Which I wrote because I had to. Good. I was chuckling the whole time I wrote this segment, by the way. I was like, booty. yeah, I had a, a booty part too. And I just, I want, <laughs> it feels Which good. Came, Which came first? What do you, you mean? Know? Like, oh, was like calling a booty called booty and someone was like, I'm also going to call a butt booty? Or was a butt booty and someone was like, I'm also going to call my treasure booty? I'm gonna guess it's probably the first one because your butt is a treasure. That's true. <laughs> I also feel like in the 1700s they didn't call butts booties, right? They just called them butts. What? <laughs> no, I think it was like backsides or rear ends. I don't know. This is also around the time of Bridgerton, everybody. So oh, who true. knows? The fuck they said. We keep coming back to this time period, dude. I can't. <laughs> 
so the booty <laughs> was registered by a purser or basically the officer on the ship who kept the financial accounts for the entire fleet. So basically the pirate accountant, which is so funny to me. The original Caesar was given 20% of its worth. The rest of it put was put into the public fund. And the public fund was like what they used for the whole fleet for all of their supplies and shit like that. At a point I was reading this and I was like, this is so well organized that it's almost boring. Like they, like I said, an accountant for a pirate or a pirate accountant. That's basically what this person's job was. Yeah. Like it's not, I think of pirates and it's like free for all. And they're like, no, it's, here's exactly how it works. Literally my next sentence was, aren't pirates supposed to just wreck shit? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Because like, that's what I thought they did. But I actually think that there was probably a huge difference between european piracy and chinese piracy like it just feels different so i think we should probably like look into what what was it different like what was it how was it different for like pirates of the caribbean you know like what was their deal which could have been more one-off when you look at like because obviously i think of the main like the base difference between a lot of chinese culture and like european or western culture is like they're very collectivist and even that's what these codes are right it's like we all share it nobody takes anything that belongs to somebody else right right even though yeah she's not really ruling that way that she's like no one else makes a rule but the actual like Mm -hmm. rules she's making are kind of the codes exactly like the code's purpose is to keep order but also like i read a lot about her wanting to have trust between her people and herself like people basically wanted to know that if shit went down like she'd have their back in some capacity yeah exactly um, so any actual money that was plundered was turned over to the squadron leader. So if you like plundered goods, you had to present that booty <laughs> at the um, <laughs> to like the ship. You had to basically be like, here's my booty. And everybody be like, wow, that's a booty. And then you'd give in, you'd be given 20 percent of whatever that whatever that booty was worth. <laughs> right. Which like is very like base level, like socialist, communist, whatever you want to. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Put it into yes. a public fund and then it's split evenly, no matter who did the rating. Right. Like you get 20% of it, but the rest of it goes towards everything else and everyone else. Yeah. Um, but then the, in terms of money, if you, if you took like money from people, the Caesar only received a really small amount. I think it was less than 20%, maybe like 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest was used to purchase supplies for any unsuccessful ships in the fleet. So if your fleet, if your ship did like pretty shitty, pretty shippy, <laughs> um, so sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't even know why I said that. I literally was like, I'm going to say it. Don't say it. Say it. Don't say it. And then I fucking said it. I didn't even write it down. I just did it. It's fine. Um, Leave it in. Okay, good. If you were found to be withholding any money, booty, whatever, um, the first punishment was a severe whipping of the back. If you okay. were found to do this again, or if large amounts were being found to be withheld, um, you would be punished with death. And they didn't specify how you would die, which I thought was kind of a bummer. But we can leave it yeah. up to our imagination. Like I said, loyalty and honesty were greatly appreciated, and those who were deemed worthy were often rewarded generously, which is what set an example for others to do that. So I kind of got the vibe that there was not a lot of people who, like, tested her, you know? They were kind of like, it could have been like, you know, how far can I go with this? We believe you that you'll do that. Right, right. And they probably only happened a couple times for them to be like, oh, shit. The other thing that Ching's Code had was really specific rules for female captives. Yes, I read this. This is so interesting to me because there is this like kind of like woman power, but then also like why the fuck are you capturing women? But basically women were typically released. Either they were 
I guess maybe sold into slavery or I think a lot of times they were just like let go. But you could actually, I guess, choose to stay on board. And if you chose to stay on board, you had to enter into a consensual marriage with another one of the pirates. So like when you said that there were men and women on the fleet, like in the fleet, I imagine it was because I guess women were captured and were like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'll join. (laughs) They were technically like the wives of her pirates. No matter what, all women needed to be treated respectfully, which I put in quotes because women were segregated based on how they looked. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) So I used the word respectfully, ironically. Right. Um, I just air quoted it both times I said it. Some version of respectfully. (laughs) Comparatively, this is respectful, I guess. Um, So the women that were captured were sorted into groups and segregated based on how they looked. So women who were ugly, pregnant, (laughs) and weak. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. No, it's 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 fun. It's just also like, yeah, I don't want you to be like, oh, that one's ugly, but I do want to be released. Right, right. Be like, please let me be ugly. Right. Yeah, like I'm very ugly. I'm very weak. Please free me. I have weak arms. Like, yeah, I can't. Oh no. I can't walk. Help! Like, <laughs> and they were immediately released. So, like, there was no type of like massacre of them, or I don't even necessarily know if there was much of like a ransom. It was just kind of like let them go. They yeah, have a hard enough. What I saw. Yeah, most of what I saw was just like this won't do. Bye. Yeah. Right. Like, what are we supposed to do with you? You got chicken arms. You know, women who were deemed to be the most beautiful became concubines of. Um, See, some like, of the pirates. Not really a compliment. Like, I'm glad you think I'm pretty, but I don't want it. Agreed. Or wives, but they actually had to mutually consent to this. So yes. that was a really big thing with Ching. So she basically was like, if you choose to take this woman as your wife, which I fucking hate those words, but whatever, uh-huh, uh-huh. the pirate had to remain faithful to her forever. Okay. And if I mean, that found- is generally the idea. Right. Of course. But like they're pirates, right? They're putting their dicks in everything. So like, I guess, except for oranges, which would help them with scurvy, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it helps that way. Eating oranges helps. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you get vitamin C like through the urethra. (laughs) (laughs) Have you (laughs) have you watched Big Mouth? No. Okay, don't watch. I mean, you can, but like, oh, it's <laughs> it is so fucked up. I thought you were gonna <laughs> ask if I'd seen "Call Me by Your Name." No, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. What is oh, that? Oh, uh, he fucks a peach. Oh, that's terrible. It's no, like, I'm thinking of a kid in this show that fucks a pillow. It's like <laughs> it's so dark. It's so, oh, no. Eric and I watched it the other night with my sister. She stayed over and she's 16. She's like, oh, you have to watch this. It's so funny. And I was like, okay. And it's basically about these kids going through puberty, but it doesn't hold anything back. Yeah. And I've had it recommended to me several times. Probably people know that I'm a fucking monster. So like, I'm not <laughs> shocked. Not shocked that my 16-year-old sister was like, was like, this like this? Fair. watch this. And there's like this kid who's played by the guy that plays Adrian Pimento. I forget oh, okay. his name. Yeah, no, that's and his name. He has an affair with his pillow. It's so oh fucked my up. God. But I'm just thinking of that happening with an orange. Like, just... I mean, that's so. In Call Me by Your Name, it's Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer okay. get into like a relationship situation, and Timothy Chalamet is like a young little teenage gay, and I guess he's like 
practicing, so he puts his dick in a peach. Oh my god. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that, everybody. If you didn't know that, now you do. <laughs> you really learned something today. There's your health uh, tip. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a new segment, like Sarah Casey's health, health tips. Probably. It's all like historic health tips, which is like soak your wool in urine or something like that. Oh my You don't want to get scurvy. You don't want to get scurvy. Have um, sex so I like you know, I did Google something about this peach and found a Reddit that's like, has anyone here actually tried fucking a peach? And I'm doing this and I'm reading it, and then it occurred to me I'm on my work computer. Oh my god. You're gonna get a call from HR that's like no, uh, they're used to me. It's fine. They're like, we got another one. Oh I bet yeah. they like Put like into a pool the weirdest Googles that their employees do. That's I'm what I would sure. do. Yeah. I was in HR, I would do that. I same. Eric is in HR and he is more like Toby. Good. <laughs> when I first met him, he was like, Yeah, I'm in a- I'm in human resources. I'm like, oh HR. He's like, Yeah, I'm like, oh like Toby. And he's like, No, not like Toby. Yes, like Toby. Like, That's a Toby thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Toby. I married Toby. Good. <laughs> so, um, another really big thing. Well, actually, no. I said that if you basically committed to marrying a woman, you had to stay married to her. You couldn't yeah. cheat on her, which I think probably deterred enough men. <laughs> yeah, they were so, like, oh, no. The big thing on Ching's fleets was also um, fleet. Fleets on fleek. On fleet. Ching's fleet her was fleet. also- Her Twitter stories. Her Twitter stories. was that infidelity and rape were treated as extremely serious offenses and those people who were found guilty were immediately hanged um if pirates were found having consensual premarital sex with their captives the pirate was beheaded and the woman he was having sex with quote had cannonballs attached to her legs and was thrown over the side of the boat quote i did see that so you know i mean it's good that it's consensual but it was premarital so to her that wasn't okay you both have to die so you both have to die which i think is really what feminism is all about yeah Um, (laughs) Um, sometimes men were castrated instead and women were banished rather than killed so they were basically like left on an island with rum or whatever and they had to i don't know strap themselves to sea turtles or however the fuck jack sparrow (laughs) got off that Um, <laughs> other punishments included but were not limited to flogging clapping and irons or quartering which do yep. i know what quartering is you want to guess i feel like i should fucking know this but i don't think i do so i, mean, I think quartering was like when you have like part of your body cut into pieces right kind of so it's my understanding has been like that um your arms and legs get like tied to something or like I think drawn and quartered isn't that where they tie like each of your limbs to a horse and have them yeah. run in different directions? Yeah, they like shoot a gun off and they have you run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, that's horrifying. How do you yeah. do that on a boat though? I don't know. Maybe they just cut them in four. <laughs> but technically, it's five because your body. So this, I says, think they must take your limbs off. Okay, what does it say? This is the five body parts: the four quarters of the body and the head. So I guess your body. body would just split into four pieces. I don't know. Do that? I mean, I guess you could do anything. <laughs> Jesus, how do I not know what fucking quartering is? And I'm a high the school teacher. Cut off, and the rest of the body cut into four parts or quarters is one option. So. Okay, okay, but it's still not quartering because the head is a fifth yeah. part. But whatever, I'm not going to get into it right now. So drawn is the part where the horse pulls you 
And then quartered is that. So you'd be quartered then. No, I guess drawn would be you'd be separate. You'd be held back by all the horses and then like suspended between the horses and then. Yeah. So this actually um, lists it as a four step process. Okay. What's so step one, step one <laughs> is you're dragged by a horse to on a wooden frame to the place where you're to be put to death. Okay. Um, then you are hanged by the neck for a short time until almost dead, but not okay. dead. Which is very difficult to do, by the way. Yeah, very precise. Then you are placed on a table, okay. still alive. You're cut open with, okay. and your intestines and sex organs are removed, <gasps> which is another meeting of drawn. Oh, um, and you're really then, alive for this. Yeah. And then they were, they burned all your organs. And then they cut off your head and cut you into four pieces and displayed them to the public in different parts of the city. You must be dead at this point. Oh, yeah. Point. Once they cut your head off, you're dead. Yeah, but your organs. How long can you live without your organs? True. I don't know. Well, it's your what organs? organs. It says intestines and sex organs. Oh, I guess you don't really need those. Yeah, like you could live for, I mean, you'd bleed out, but you could live for a short period, right? It's not like taking your heart out. to see them burn, probably. It's not like taking your heart out where you would immediately be dead. Jesus, that's awful. Ugh. Um, Ugh. content warning, I guess. Oh man, yeah, guys, this is—we <laughs> really went deep into this one. Yeah. I mean, I always put explicit on the episodes because we're explicit. we are monsters, but yeah. like, I just needed to make sure. Yeah, this one's bad. Um, <laughs> so those who deserted, I thought this was fun, or left without official permission, had their ears chopped off, and they were then paraded around the squadron. So. <laughs> So that was you know, just like to humiliate you. Like, look yes. at this dumbass. He has no ears. And if you decided to basically rejoin, because like, what else are you going to fucking do now? You don't have any goddamn ears. Um, everybody knew that you were a deserter if you stayed on the squadron. So like people shit on you for that. Right. Uh, according to author Diane or Diane H. Murray, I don't actually know which this is. Uh, she is. the. They are the author. I don't want to assume their gender because I actually don't know. Um, no. Author of Pirates of the South China Coast said that, quote, whatever they thought about her, it does seem clear that the pirates respected and obeyed her authority. Which, like, after reading these codes, man, I would too. She sounds yeah. fucking awesome. Um, so she reigned for a few years, but in September and November of 1809, uh, Ching Shi and Chung Pao Tsai's fleet suffered a series of defeats that were inflicted by the Portuguese Navy um, at the Battle of Tiger's Mouth, which is so fucking cool. Yeah. And basically there was no way that they would be able to hold out forever because of the damage caused by um, the Portuguese. Mm -hmm. So in their final battle, called the Naval Battle of Cheklapcock. <laughs> or Coke. I don't really know. No, I think it's cock. cock. It's cock. Uh, in 1810, they surrendered to the Portuguese Navy on January 21st. And they later accepted an official pardon offered by the Qing Imperial government to all pirates who agreed to surrender, which ended their career and allowed them to keep the loot that same year, which is actually That's pretty a sweet deal. Cool. Yeah. They like basically were like, all your money. Yep. So there was at this time, 17,318 pirates in her fleet. So the amnesty agreement allowed 60% of the pirates to be banished. Oh, sorry. 60, 60, 60 pirates to be banished, not percentage, just number 151 to be exiled, which I don't really know what the difference is i feel like it's the same thing um and 126 yeah. were put to death the rest were allowed to do whatever they wanted um but they just had to surrender their weapons which again seems like yeah that's cool as shit um 
So Chung Po Sai changed back to his former name. Uh, he was repatriated to the Qing Dynasty government, and it's believed that he became a captain in the Qing's um, navy, which is interesting. Okay. Um, then we have what happens to Qing Shi. So she is pardoned for her life as a pirate, which is, again, like, sweet. it's not even like she was just like a random person on the boat. She was like leading the fucking charge. Yeah, like she did some things. Yeah, yeah. She like made these badass codes. Um, so she actually negotiated with the government to like release um, Chung Po to like her care, basically. And he retained several ships. Uh, about 120 were used for employment in the salt trade. So I think it's pretty cool because the Chinese pretty much seem to use the pirates as like an advantage of like, well, we have some really skilled people who can like probably do a lot for us. So if we're able to like keep them under wraps, like why would we get rid of some really good people who know how to like navigate the oceans and shit like that? Um, let's see. She officially requested the government to recognize her as the wife of Chung Po, as opposed to her first husband, Chang Wan. Okay, right? so then does her name change? So I don't know. So okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think probably not. I'm going to just assume that she, because I didn't see anywhere else that she was called anything other than Ching Shi at this point. Okay. Um, and this was a big deal because, like I said before, there were restrictions against widows remarrying. Right. So she was finally requested, uh, she was finally granted her request. And technically, because Chung Po was a government official, she was the wife of a government official, which is again like fucking awesome. Like she yeah. went from like right, like not only and not only did like, they pardon her, they were like, no, you can be at the government. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so she and um she and her son husband, uh Chung had a baby. Uh they had gave birth to a son, Chung Yulin, and then she also had a daughter. Um so I kept seeing these things too that like that apparently and again you said that she had two sons with Cheng, but i kept seeing that she didn't like she wasn't able to have kids with him and they believe that the reason why was because she was actually having an affair with her stepson adopted son the whole time which is why like people they weren't granting her a child but then when she was with her son not son like they were like the gods were granting her children like it was fucking weird i was like what am i reading here yeah i don't Um, know i read that that she had two sons right so like i don't know what i think it could also just be like a history mystery kind of like to make her sound like a badass yeah true um so after her husband like stole two more sons yeah probably (laughs) probably they're like we're you you're coming with us yeah um so after Chung Po dies at sea in 1822, Ching moves um, her family to Macaw and they open up a gambling house and she also became involved in the salt trade there. And I thought this was super fun. In her very later years, she served as an advisor to uh, Lin Zexu um, in battling the British in the first opium war. Ding, 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 ding. Look at that tie-in. Yes, yeah. Um, in 1844, she died, I think of just like living a hard ass fucking life at the yeah. age of 69. Um totally surrounded by her family. So she died like oh. peacefully and um I mean lived a crazy life. Yeah. Holy shit. Damn. And she was like I mean she was fairly young when she did all these things. Yeah. Like she was pretty much a pirate throughout her late 20s. 
into her early 30s and she actually wasn't a pirate for that long right like when did she marry Chang? 1801 okay so by 1809 only eight years later she was getting like pardons and shit from the government because of how much destruction she had caused over eight years impressive yeah yeah uh and that is the pirate queen ching shi yeah and she is uh she's a queen yeah i mean like did she do great things no but (laughs) no no. but like you know what like this is gonna sound weird too it's mildly refreshing to hear about i don't want to say criminal women because i don't mean it like that yeah but i know what you mean it's very like hashtag lean in feminism don't yeah worry. yeah yeah yes that's like it exactly and i think it's interesting because like it almost makes sense that this is the niche that she found herself in because like i feel like there is this sense of in terms of and i'm not a criminal <laughs> by any standards <laughs> i don't even mean anything bad by that like being a criminal I just right mean, like, i'm just not in the criminal i am like the <laughs> like <laughs> i got pulled over last night or two nights ago oh, no because I ran through a red light because I just I fucking ran through the red light and I I can't tell you how I knew I was going to get pulled over the second I fucking did it I was like I'm gonna get pulled over like why did I do that and I did and I'm wearing my fuzzy pom-pom hat my glasses my snowflake mask and I'm listening to fucking frozen like this the officer comes up to me and he's like uh how you doing tonight ma'am i'm like i'm so sorry uh, and he's like do you know i pulled you over i'm like no i totally ran that red light like <laughs> here's all my stuff and it's funny because i had just renewed my registration that i realized was expired the day before and i was oh, like no. shit so i said to him like my registration's expired on this one but i paid for it you can look in the system and he must have said you are the least fucking likely person i would ever need it he was like where do you live and i told him and he was like oh okay like it was so clear that he was like this person is like the least concern of yeah. my Friday evening. And he's like, just don't do that. Don't do that again. Okay. Like, just be careful. And I was like, all right, thanks. Have a good night. <laughs> Cause that, that's like, basically me. Like, the least threatening person. And then, like, it's just my stupid fucking hat. My glasses oh, were fogging yeah. up with a mask. I was like, oh my God. That, yeah. That's my mom told me when I was young in Miami, she would like get pulled over for speeding. And you know, they say, do you know how fast you were going? And oh, she, would no. t- she would tell me, add 10 miles per hour. Oh. And, you know, if you were going ni- like 80, be like, I don't know, maybe 90. And then they were like, oh, well, I only had you clocked at 80. And they got like so confused by the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> My mom once got pulled over. This only works for um, white people. Oh, I was just going to say. So keep in mind that I yeah. am very white. I am in an area that is not particularly white and this was a white officer so like i 1000 right. know that the privilege that i have in that situation was yes. 95 to 98 percent of the fact of being white but right. the fact that i was also like in such a fucking geek mode like that yeah. there was like there was no way somebody could look at me and be like i'm very concerned about her and others no, like no, i wondered before like if I, and i don't know why because if i were to get pulled over like i would turn off whatever was playing in the car right like music yeah. or a podcast but i was like they're gonna pull me over and i'm gonna be listening to a murder podcast and they're gonna yeah. be like she's a murderer no, i was fucking blasting into the unknown i'm like ah <laughs> like oh god oh my god like it was awful i called eric right afterward i was like what's crazy is i really truly 
said to myself, thank God, if I get pulled over, I at least re- like renewed my registration. Cause like, yeah. I, it was like a month expired. Like I didn't even Oops. fucking realize it. So all this to say, I'm not a criminal, but yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that being in a criminal underworld, I guess, in this sense, like in terms of piracy, like you are already ostracized by society. So like, if you let women be in charge, like who fucking cares? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I got, but you know, uh, and that's it guys. That's, yeah. that's Ching Shi. That's me getting pulled over listening to frozen, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> having sex with orange. Like we covered a lot today. Yeah. We learned a lot. I hope that you guys learned something too. And you weren't just totally disturbed that you had to turn this off. So <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, folks until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What the History. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WTHistoryPod. If you'd like to email us, you can do that at WTHistoryPodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear feedback or episode ideas or anything else you have to say. You can support us on Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash WTHistoryPodcast and get exclusive access to even more nerdy stuff. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday when new episodes are released, and we will see you next time.